Good morning to everybody. I'm uh, Nicholas Bornozis, uh, president of Capital Link and organizer of today's event. And I am here to welcome you together with Ted Jarek, who is the president of DNB Markets, our partner in hosting this event and the conference chairman. Uh, we are delighted to be uh, starting the 12th annual Capital Link New York Maritime Forum. Over the next two days, we have uh, a very powerful very interesting and very rich agenda with over 50 uh, private and publicly listed companies, top industry participants, top keynote speakers, and we are covering um, all the critical topics of the industry today. Uh, the uh, theme of this conference is global shipping comes to New York. And indeed, we have uh, companies from all over the world presenting today. And we have delegates from all over the world. We have been uh, overwhelmed with a positive response from delegates all over the place who have registered to attend our event. Uh, in parallel to uh, today's event, we're also hosting uh, a series of one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings between company management and investors. Uh, overall, uh, it has been so far uh, a wonderful experience. Um, we are delighted to see the response of everybody to this event. I'd like to thank our partner DNB and Ted and his team, and of course the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ who have always been very supportive of this event, and of course all the sponsors whose uh, uh, help and uh, financial support made this event uh, possible. So without any more delay, I'd like to uh, welcome you. Please visit the sponsor booths, uh, in uh, every sponsor has a booth and they exhibit their very rich informational material that you can take with you. You can also network live, go into the networking lounge uh, by video, text or audio. And of course, you can have the sessions that uh, we show live as they occur one after the other. So let's go to the conference. I will turn it over to Ted and thank you for being with us today. Ted, the floor is yours. Nicholas, thank you very much. Uh, and thank you as well to the entire Capital Link team for all your efforts to continue bringing the international maritime community together. It is a vital role, and you guys do it very, very well. DNB is very pleased to be your primary partner for this event. I'd also like to welcome everyone to the forum. Your engagement with and support for the international maritime community is critical and perhaps now more so than at any other time in the industry's long and illustrious history. Shipping has set out on a path from which it cannot turn back and that in many respects will take it into uncharted territory. The challenges and the opportunities are enormous and unprecedented. May you live in interesting times. It doesn't really matter if this is a blessing or a curse. The fact of the matter is, that is where we are. And it is where we go from here that counts. When I reviewed the comments I made to open this forum last October, there were certainly some disruptive events which were impacting the international shipping industry. Probably the most important of which was the pending implementation of the IMO 2020 regulations. Trade, san trade sanctions, also a hot topic. But what has happened in the 12 month period since then has been unprecedented in its impact on the global economy and indeed on our global society. The demand shock 
from the COVID pandemic hit most sectors of the industry very hard. The exception, of course, was crude oil tankers, where the resulting crude supply glut generated historically high inventories, close to full land-based storage capacity, and a run-up in floating storage, all of which had a very positive impact on tanker rates. Since mid-late Q2, economies have begun to gradually rebound and a somewhat more normalized, and I emphasize somewhat, business environment has returned as evidenced by an improved and stabilized freight environment in most sectors. Logistical dislocations have also effectively reduced vessel supply, and that has also been a positive. The $64,000 question is where this pandemic and in parallel, the global economy is headed from here. I am certainly not going to pretend to try and answer that question, but I do think it's fair to say that it feels like we are having a lot, we still have a long way to go as far as the pandemic is concerned. And therefore, to me, the economic recovery looks very different than V-shaped, rather much more prolonged and uneven. While this may not be the ideal scenario for shipping in general, it may nevertheless allow for the underlying fundamentals to slowly reassert themselves and become more visible. And in most sectors, I believe those fundamentals look positive. The path I referred to a minute ago is of course the path to decarbonization. As you know, the IMO has set out targets for CO2 and greenhouse gas emissions for the industry for both 2030 and 2050, which are aligned with the targets or the objectives of the Paris Accords. These radically changed the game for the industry in ways which IMO 2020 only began to touch. Indeed, IMO 2020 at this point seems like a relatively benign warm-up for the main event. For all the discussion and concern leading into the beginning of the year, the adoption of the IMO 2020 regime has felt relatively seamless. The industry and the infrastructure around it adapted. The challenges of decarbonization will be much more profound and will require a much more concerted and coordinated effort from the shipping industry and from a host of other participants with similar interests and objectives in order to find solutions primarily linked to the development and production of and distribution infrastructure for alternative fuels that will propel the industry forward to meet the prescribed objectives. Another factor that I noted in my remarks last year was the emerging influence of ESG, environmental, social, and governance criteria, impacting investors, financial institutions, and of course, ship owners, capital allocation decisions. Suffice it to say that what appeared then to be a few sparks, and it was obviously more than that, has turned into a roaring blaze. From being an issue that seemed to be only tangentially on people's radar screen one year ago, it has moved to being front and center. ESG investing is the only growing segment of the active investment manager's asset under management portfolios. And the topic has moved to the top of the queue in terms of the issues that banks and public market investors are focused on. 
As one leading public, publicly listed shipping company CFO said in a recent conference setting, quote, you won't get capital unless you have an ESG story, unquote. And another executive commented, quote, it is not a question of the cost, but rather the availability of capital. The decarbonization and ESG themes obviously merge around the E factor. I believe these are the driving forces for the shipping industry now and going forward. The decisions that need to be taken to meet IMO's 2030 decarbonization objectives need to be taken now. As another highly regarded shipping CEO said, 2030 is now. Decarbonization will require significant investment, both in new vessels as well as bunkering infrastructure. Whereas ESG concerns from investors create a tension that may discriminate against investments in industries still connected to fossil fuels. The shipping industry needs to figure this out. Fossil fuels are likely to be around for a long time. And shipping will remain the primary and most efficient means of transporting them from the sources of production to the sources of demand. How does the industry position itself to attract the investment capital needed to fund the transition to a decarbonized future? I'm guessing these topics and questions will be addressed and well covered in the forum sessions today and tomorrow. I hope everyone will find the content interesting and relevant. And again, on behalf of DNB and Capital Link, I thank you all for joining us.